It is Friday, July 24th, 2020, and you are listening to the Federalist Forum, a constitutional think tank for every patriotic American. Today I talk patriotism, fake news, and continue to offer tangible actions we can all take to slow the course of radical liberalism. Coming up on the Federalist Forum. Hey, good afternoon to all of you who remain passionate about the real history and culture of America and the deep appreciation we have for centuries of a society secured by law and order. I'm your host, Tom, and thank you for tuning into the Federalist Forum. I hope today finds you safe, healthy, and ready to continue our collective fight. And that's an important word, collective. If we are going to stomp out the reckless and careless behavior of radical Democrats, we have to do it together. Uh, It's important we voice our opinions. We, We have to keep voicing them, but they alone are not enough. We have to do more. And I interact with patriots every day who ask how we do that. What can we physically do? Well, there is a lot. And for the past couple of weeks, I've talked in detail about our schools, with very simple and specific actions everyone can take that will make a difference. I encourage you to listen to those episodes if you've missed them, or go back and listen again if you feel the information is a good refresher. And please feel free to share it with others who you know would appreciate the information. Uh, There are many people out there who are quietly disgusted, um, but so very willing to act if they can do so in a way that doesn't bring attention to themselves. And the subject of schools is a great one uh, for folks like that who don't want to necessarily have the light on them. Uh, Today I'm going to offer a couple of additional ways, uh, things that everyone can take action, things that they can do to begin to reinforce our fight against the left. Um, I want to talk about the muckrakers for a minute. And for those who may have forgotten or, or were never taught, In the late 1800s and early 1900s, the muckrakers were reform-minded journalists who uh, established institutions and leaders as corrupt. The modern term generally references investigative journalism or watchdog journalism. Uh, Investigative journalists in the U.S. are often informally called muckrakers. But in our modern world, even these journalists have become really tainted by political bias at all levels. President uh, Teddy Roosevelt actually referred to muckrakers in a speech he gave in 1906. And he said that uh, the men with the muckrakes are often indispensable to the well-being of a society, but only if they know when to stop raking the muck. And what that means is generally uh, investigative journalism can only go so far to a point where it goes too far and it begins to look for something that doesn't exist and actually takes unrelated circumstances and pieces them into a story that's just not true. We have certainly seen a lot of that in the past three years uh, on both sides of the aisle. We the people need to become the new muckrakers. In the spirit of their original intent, that means verifying and sharing concrete information that exposes the true wrongdoings. And we have to have the courage to do this with everything we see from both sides. No matter how much we want to believe something to be true, believing alone isn't enough. We have a responsibility to each other and to our Constitution to make sure the information we share is not fabricated in detriment to the spirit of free speech. I see so much posted online that is clearly untrue. And Democrats have perfected the art of misinformation and then peddling and bathing in their own filthy lies. But... Conservatives are not immune to that. There are often things shared that are outrageously false, and we have to do better than the left. Most of all, when we are called out on this, it says a lot more about our character if we simply have the courage to acknowledge that we didn't take the time to read or investigate something, and then take it down. 
rather than getting immediately defensive and abrasive with someone who's just trying to help us get the story right. Don't be that guy or gal. Don't be the dick who shares something blatantly false and then has too much pride to admit it was wrong and gets nasty with someone. We have a very important fight ahead of us, and we need to lean on our common denominators if we want to succeed. I, I think it's important to spend even five minutes every day reading something you don't agree with from the perspective of the person who wrote it. This exercise is not to buy into that or to change your mind necessarily, but to learn from it and to understand how to intellectually objectify it. When I read something, no matter if the source is from liberal media or conservative media or anywhere in between, I ask myself these three questions. First, what other source can I find to ver further verify or disprove of this information? Second, what information in this article is missing? Or what is the article not saying? And thirdly, what is the true intention of what I'm reading? What is the real point of it? What, is, what message is it trying to convey? Because oftentimes the headlines are sensationalized um, and articles get ambiguous and leave information out to achieve a certain narrative, of course. I'll give you a, a quick example. Earlier in the week, I had found a user on Parler that had posted an objection to federal agents in Portland. They claimed how it was unlawful and unconstitutional, which of course is false. But what got me was the article they had posted with it. The article had discussed the lifespan of the Department of Homeland Security and the changes to it along the way that the user claimed paved the way for Trump's lawless goon squad or whatever the moron called it. So I took time to read the article, which is the intellectually responsible thing to do, and I asked myself those three questions. First, what other source could I find to verify or disprove of it? And in this case, I could pull up the U.S. federal code that outlined the law enforcement powers of the Department of Homeland Security. Clear, black and white, factual information. Next, what information in this article was missing? Well, it was simple and obvious. This mockery of journalism, and this article was published by the Slate, by the way, this journalistic crap skipped eight years of the DHS's evolution. And can you guess which eight years? The Obama years. So the article criticized the Bush years and then jumped right to the Trump years and skipped the entire era of Obama, which ironically was the time during which the DHS granted the executive the very powers that the left is now screaming and lying about. But lastly, what was the intention of the article? Well, it's pretty clear that the intention was to paint Trump as an oppressive dictator acting outside of the law or perverting the law for his own politics, which my first two questions completely refuted. Uh, now, it gets easy to do this with articles coming from the left, but consider how much information we are fed based on our own preferences by artificial intelligence like social media and internet. Tons. It's all of that. Um, if you text someone something on your phone, suddenly it pops up as an ad on, an ad on your Amazon page or in a Google search. You, know, you don't see anything where we see less and less of things outside of our box. And I think that's a real affront to social intelligence. We have become so programmed by it that anything we see that is contrary of what we are comfortable with will elicit an immediate feeling of discomfort or objection. And this goes for all Americans on every side. Now, take the initiative to look at something else and move beyond the sensationalized headlines on both sides and ask yourself these three questions that I mentioned. 
Okay, so that was a mindful of information, I know, but it's really important stuff, especially considering that conservatives are generally logical and critically thinking people who value facts. We have to insulate that premise by taking the time to verify what we share and to call out things that are wrong, and most importantly, calling out what is wrong about it. What I want to talk about next is displaying our patriotism. This is something we can all do and really need to do. Conservatives have taken a real beating in the last three years. Hats, flags, slogans, it's all offensive to the fragile snowflakes on the left. Uh, but guess what? I mean, they have bullied so many conservatives into being quiet and generally afraid to display their love for the country. And are we really at a point where we are allowing the left to bully us? Hell no. They want to drown out our voices, our monuments, and anything else that displays our pride in America. It is time that we speak up and stop being quiet about that. It is time they see that we greatly outnumber them, and more importantly, we are done taking their shit. But, you know, buy and display the flag proudly. Wear clothing that displays patriotism. Use your voice proudly and loudly. If you're looking to get a flag that is 100% made in America, I have a great source for you. Search for Eater Flag. That's E-D-E-R, Echo Delta, Echo Romeo, Eater Flag, uh, their website has a location search that will tell you exactly where you can get their products all across America. Uh, the flags aren't just assembled in America. All of the materials made to fabricate the flags is made in America, too. So check out Eater Flag. I'm partial to them because they're from my home state, um, and they really are uh, just a great source for American-made products. Um, in addition to displaying your patriotism, consider engaging your you know, our most patriotic resources, the American Legion and the VFW halls. These establishments are starting to fade, and we can have a twofold positive impact on them uh, by giving them business, but they're also, these are the places where you're going to find many who have lived the constitutional oath and still live it. And what's sad, and I know this is true because I have talked to many of them, many older veterans have gone reclusive out of disgust. They're disgusted with what happening in our country, and they're afraid for the country and for themselves. Uh, so they've gone quiet, and we need to engage their passions again. Get them sharing their stories with you, and be in that moment with them. Use that moment to motivate them and yourself. Their voice is a strong one, and they are the allies that we need in this fight. Okay, I covered quite a bit in a very condensed amount of time, but that's always been the format here. If you know, I want to give you valuable information, but do so in a reasonable amount of time. So four things from today again, four tangible actions you can take as we repair the fabric of our American way of life. One, consider alternative news sources and verify everything you read, and especially everything you share. Two, call out misinformation and don't be averse to someone calling out yours. Three, fly the flag, wear patriotic apparel, show your colors, and speak your mind. Four, take time to immerse yourself in the stories of veterans and their real fights for patriotism. Connect with them and talk about applying those values to saving our country today. Ideas only come to life with communication. Hey, I hope you all have an amazing weekend. If you ever want to be a guest on the Federalist Forum, send me a message on Parlor. My handle is at exposing libs bs or drop me an email at exposing liberal bs at gmail.com 
If you agree with what I've offered today, please share it with your friends. The more who get on the same page, the stronger we are, and the bigger difference we will make together. We need to start reaching out and touching those voices who are too afraid to stand up and say anything, but we know feel the same way as us. Patriots, it is time for all of us to take action, and we the people have a very proud history of doing just that. You've been listening to the Federalist Forum. Thank you for your listenership and for your patriotism as we fight together to preserve the founding principles of our constitutional republic. Until next time, sapientia est potentia. Wisdom is power.